Let's imagine I invite uh, you to come forward and we have a little conversation. And I say, uh, go outside and see if you can find me. Be like, well, you're right here. <laughs> oh, well, go outside and see if you can hear me. Well, I already can hear you. Well, just go outside and I'm going to pass by. Well, why should I leave? You're right here. Let's listen to the first reading. Elijah came to a cave where he took shelter and the Lord said to him, go outside and stand by the mountain before the Lord. I'll pass by. Well, you're right here. Right, he already hears the voice of God. What is, he, what is this about? Why is he sending him somewhere else in order to find him? I mean, like, imagine getting a phone call from your mom and then being like, oh, I wish, I wish mom would call. Well, this, yeah. Right, every mother knows uh, now school's starting, so we all can start thinking about those days when, or maybe you're living them right now when we wish our college students would call us. Right? No, you know, oh my gosh, she called. <gasps> right? If God spoke to Elijah, wouldn't he be like, <gasps> he already had what he was looking for. He already had the fullest that all of humanity have ever been revealed since Adam and Eve's fall. And yet, what's God playing a game? There was a Polish woman, a German-Polish at the time she lived in Germany, what now is Poland, by the name of Edith Stein. And she was searching uh, towards the end of the 19th century, into the 20th century, think of the time of World War I. Uh, she would have had many questions about the war, many questions about reality and life and the things that she was living. She was a very, very bright woman, a philosopher, And her search for the truth helped her come to that great proclamation to say, there is no God. She had a very prestigious position at the uni one, uh, uh, European University and uh, constantly searching and sharing the truth. What is this life all about? The questions of meaning. And she ended up in a house with a friend, as I understand, and came across a book. And that book, as she read it, began to do something that she was surprised by, and she ended up reading it all night. And at some point, she shut the book and she said, this is truth. She was reading the book written by St. Teresa of Avila about spiritual life. That's not what she was looking for. And yet, somehow, something external to her, something beyond what she had thought or her plans or her ways, corresponded to something that was inside of her that sent her searching that made her desire to know what it is that's real in this world. 
And the one who created her to search is not different than the one who is the truth that she read about in the pages of that book. Something inside her and something outside her correspond. We see the disciples have an interesting journey here, and it's not an accident that Jesus goes up the mountain. Elijah, up the mountain. Right? And what does Jesus do? He communes with the Father. And there, through prayer, he had left his disciples. Now, the disciples were just with him. The disciples have been with him. The disciples have seen what he can do. And yet, in that space, in that absence, they all of a sudden, in the midst of a storm, get all sheepish or something. And this great witness, this great testimony of Peter who even when Jesus begins to draw near, doesn't know who he is. Right? And one might say, maybe the reason that he didn't know who he is is because he wasn't aware of what was inside. And so the correspondence of the presence of this person didn't meet the thing he needed. Self-reliant Peter Not only is there a storm, but now there's a ghost. It's not as as if Jesus in the presence uh, on the water was any different than Jesus that was uh, up on the mountain or any different than Jesus that was there just a minute ago before he sent them on his way. And as a matter of fact, (coughs) if you think about how this all ended up playing itself out, it's not as even if Jesus... It says Jesus reached out his hand, right? It's not as if Jesus was like on the sh- like million miles away and like, oh, I think I see a ghost. No, Jesus would have been close enough that when he finally cried out, he just reached out his hand. Now, maybe Jesus just like by location, just like bam, bam. And then he's there. But the very likely possibility that this ghost, like he's right here and Peter does not know him. And yet, the Lord from the beginning of time knew that this moment would transcend all of human history. In this precarious moment when Peter was most man. When Peter expressed what it most is to be a son and a daughter of Adam and Eve. When Peter most recognized what all of us live. I need something I don't have. How many of us live by powers that are generated from us? Our intellects like Edith Stein. Our hardworking efforts like our ancestors who turned this land. Our generous hearts, which are the product of an American mentality that knows we should care for others. But all of it begins and ends with us. And the Lord knew that Peter would be in a place with 
all of his abilities, and it wouldn't be enough. But it wasn't that it wasn't enough that helped Peter meet him again. It was that from that place, he cried out. He asked. Not knowing that the Lord would then do what he did, but out of the total poverty of his life to say, I need you. Save me. And there was his hand. See, the interior disposition that helps us know the Lord is to recognize our weakness. Is to see that there's something I'm looking for that I don't yet have. To be on a search for truth or goodness or beauty or love. To desire happiness and the joy that maybe we see in another. And to really begin to ask for this. But the temptation is always to ask already with an idea of how it will be answered in our mind. And so we miss him when he goes by. The beauty is he always comes back again and again and again. For Elijah, it took three times. For us, maybe less, likely more. The Lord works in a mysterious way. He could continue to this day, speak individually from the heavens to the hearts and ears and minds of each person. Like Elijah. But the reason that there was an interior dynamic that had to be manifest in an exterior experience is because what Elijah experienced on that mount was the beginning and preparation of what Christ would bring to this world. That it isn't up a mountain we have to go by our own effort, but it is he who comes down into the valley with us. That he comes in something outside of us, someone outside of us, a reality that is not us, but becomes us when we recognize that this is for us. And we become one. Jesus Christ was present to Peter in a hand that was not his, but a real hand in this world. And we should pray, but we should be waiting to see the hand or the eyes or the person that God sends his presence in to save us. We are not people who are just like, oh, go to God, like instruments to get to God. No, you are him. You are him. Nobody's going to find a scripture. Nobody's going to find the sacraments. Likely, unless they find a person first. Now, it's a beautiful thing when they're welcomed in. But even if they aren't welcomed in and they stumble in, they're still going to find a person behind all these things. See, Edith Stein wasn't converted at the moment the book was read, all on its own. She had stumbled into a church in Frankfurt, Germany, 
and was struck by the fact that there were people in that building praying and there was no other explanation for why they would be there. Those people only knew when they joined together in eternity that their presence in that building gave the church and the world St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. For after reading that book, her life was given over to Christ and she was baptized, confirmed, and given the Eucharist and found a strength and a correspondence to truth that so convicted her that because of her Jewish origins, she was led to the concentration camp and gave her life. But gave her life to the witness that before she left this earth, she could proclaim in her words that will now transcend the ages just as Elijah, just as Peter's, that says there is truth in this world. What is it that connects the interior and the exterior? What is it that makes us recognize what it is we're looking for and what it is we were made for? The search. And sometimes it takes a storm in our lives for us to finally let go of our ways and say, I need something I don't have. Or sometimes it's just something we already have and yet we feel like I'm looking for something even more. You may or may not be aware that hundreds of thousands of young people gathered in Portugal to celebrate World Youth Day with Pope Francis. And there was a girl there who had a desire to see. And she said, I just wish you would heal me, Lord. Imagine being a young girl and not having sight. And there at that Mass with Pope Francis, after receiving communion, something began to stir in her. And I believe it was the next day. She could see. We have many, 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 many opportunities to receive him. He who comes to us in the flesh of people outside of us. He who comes to us in the words that were written for us through the ages, that we might hear that voice that speaks to the heart. And that in our bodies we might receive his body and the true communion of what is me and a total other could become one. But if you're like me, the disciples make a lot of sense. I can have him so near. I can have everything right available to me. I can already possess what people would be willing to give their lives for. And to me, it's just like another thing I gotta do. Let us just ask that the Lord, he doesn't need our great prayers. Let us just ask that the Lord might do something for us here. For what that girl received in Portugal 
is nothing more than what you will receive in moments from this altar. And maybe it'll be a sense of peace that you'll recognize in a subtle way and you'll think, ah, is this what Elijah had happened to him? Or maybe it'll be a dramatic experience in which you truly recognize something good was finally given to me. And you'll understand the little girl in Portugal. Maybe it'll happen today. Maybe it'll happen tomorrow. Maybe it'll happen in the days down the road. But all roads are leading to one place. The place that you and I were created for. The place our hearts long for. And one day we pray that we will knock on that door. And he will welcome us home. And there we will hear a voice and we will say, this is the voice of the one who first spoke to me years ago.